Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. It's uh, good to be with you and uh, thank you to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be previewing the 2017 Nedbank Golf Challenge. That all gets underway at the Gary Player Country Club at Sun City tomorrow. Michael Flismas will join us. We'll also look ahead to this weekend's SA Sports Awards where the Pro Tiers women's team have been nominated as well as their coach Hilton Moreng. And we'll be chatting to the vice captain, Chloe Tryon, uh, this evening. And we'll also hear more about the Ram Slam T20 Challenge. Bieran Hendricks, uh, we'll hear from him uh, in the build-up to the tournament that gets underway on Friday. And some big news in South African boxing that I get to share with you tonight as well. So stick around towards the end of the show for that. But let's start with news-making headlines today. And after a day of bad news yesterday, thankfully there was some positive news to report out of the Bafana Bafana squad today ahead of their crucial FIFA 2018 World Cup qualifier against Senegal on Friday. Stuart Baxter confirmed that Itumalen Kune returned to camp this morning following a day seeing specialists yesterday about that facial fracture that he suffered in the Telcom knockout clash against Chip United on the weekend. The good news is uh, you did practice today. No decision, though, has been made on his availability for uh, Friday's clash. It's arrived this morning. He's uh, he's done some coordination work to, to test his vision, and and uh, this afternoon he'll be getting his mask, and then we'll be testing him diving to see if there's any possibility at all. At the moment, it's it's impossible to stay because his vision is not impaired greatly. But we don't know how the mask is going to affect that again, and we don't know how he's going to feel when he's banging himself on the on the ground. But uh, we'll check that this afternoon. More good news is uh, that Bafana Bafana finally received clarity from FIFA regarding the availability of Bongani Zungu for the away leg next week, Tuesday. Uh, Bongani Zungu, we've got clarification from FIFA, and he is available for the second game. It, it, it was a one game, and it was uh, the one game starting with the, the our home game, so that's finished and then he'll be available for the second game. And the third one is that Tiana uh, Mabunda has arrived and he'll be a replacement, as it looks at the moment in any case, a replacement for Klump uh, Kakana. In other international football news, Germany have been dealt to blow with the news that central defender Jerome Boateng has been ruled out of their f- uh, friendly against England at Wembley on Friday. He's been nursing an unspecified muscle injury. The German Football Association said in a statement today that he would miss the game as a precaution uh, after a discussion with head coach Joachim Lowe. On to tennis now. Six-time champion Roger Federer has been paired in the same group as German debutant Alexander Zverev for next week's ATP Tour Finals. The draw was done in London earlier today. World number one Rafael Nadal, who is hoping to recover from a knee injury in order to play the season-ending showpiece, heads the other group and will face Belgian David Goffin, Bulgarian debutant Grigor Dimitrov and Austrian Dominique Team. Also in the Pete Sampras group, along with Federer, is Croatian Marin Cilic, the man who he beat in this year's Wimbledon final and American Jack Sock who crept into the tournament after winning the Paris Masters uh, last weekend. Meanwhile, Annie Murray continues his comeback from injury and says he'll only return to competitive tennis once he is 100% fit. Murray hasn't played in public since losing to Sam Querrey at Wimbledon after struggling with a hip injury throughout the tournament. You know, I've been training for, for a few weeks now. Um, you know, some days I felt great, some days, you know, not, not so good. Um, 
but uh, I'm getting there and you know I'll come back when when I'm ready and like Roger said when I'm 100% fit I made you know probably a bit of a mistake trying to get ready for the US Open but it was the last major of the year and I wanted to, to give it a go um, and now it's you know time to you know give, give my body the, the rest and recovery that it needs. Murray says he is eyeing next year's Australian Open. He will be spending some time in Miami before heading down under for the year's first Grand Slam. I mean, I, I believe I will, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, ne- you never know um, when you're coming back from, from any injury, but, you know, that's what I'm, I'm working towards um, for sure. Um, but, yeah, we, we have to see. On to cricket now, David Milan boosted his test claims as England struggled to 278 for eight in the opening day of their four-day tour match against the Cricket Australia eleven in Adelaide this afternoon. The South African-born Middlesex left-hander top scored with 63 off 128 balls. Milan is vying for the number five spot for the Ashes Open in Brisbane later this month and uh, did his chances a world of goods after his second half century in consecutive innings. On to boxing, Deontay Wilder has accused Anthony Joshua's management of ducking him and says he's prepared to head to the United Kingdom to make the heavyweight mega fight happen. The 32-year-old American Wilder defended his WBC title with the first-round knockout against uh, Bermain Stavern last weekend and has set his sights on Joshua's WBA and IBF belts. But he believes that Britain's promoter Eddie Hearn is stalling. Joshua defended his belts by beating Carlos Takam in Cardiff and Wilder says he's willing to cross the Atlantic to face the former Olympic champion. And finally, UK anti-doping fears it could be made insolvent or even require a government bailout over a dispute with Tyson Fury. Former world heavyweight champion Fury tested positive for a banned steroid in June 2016 and says uh, the adverse result came from eating tainted meat. But a legal battle with uh, UK anti-doping over evidence has meant that Fury's not fought for over two years and now senior figures at the agency are worried that if he is cleared, Fury could sue for a loss of earnings. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some golf. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM Big Golf coming up this weekend. It is Africa's Major. It's all taking place at the Gary Player Country Club at Sun City. And uh, in very, a very impressive field uh, once again this year. Michael Flismas is at Sun City. Uh, it's a balmy Sun City, I might uh, add. Just checking on their website. Uh, 37 degrees Celsius it is at the moment. Michael Flismas, uh, I hope you're not like an ice block and melting. <laughs> melting indeed. Balmy, I don't know about that. <laughs> it is, uh, it's sizzling here at Sun City at the moment. Uh, I was up with uh, Gary Player, went and, and, and had a look at the uh, Sun Star on the hill overlooking Sun City, and uh, it's, it's a magnificent view, but that was 9.30 in the morning, and it was already 31 degrees at that point. And, uh, you know, when the players are tweeting photos and images of, uh, of uh, 41 degrees in the cars, as they've been driven around here, then you know it's uh, it's just a tad warm. <laughs> yeah, and the next four days they're not going to be driven around; they're going to be walking that golf course. There's a, a, a very big European contingent. Is the weather and the heat going to be a, a major factor this weekend? 
Well, uh, you know, it's not it's not like it was, you know, in, in, in those early days of the tournament. You know, the European Tour is such a global tour these days that these players play all over the world. They play in very hot conditions in the East. Um, they're in Dubai next week. So uh, so they're well used to the heat, but that doesn't mean that, that they don't have to come prepared. And uh, Ross Fisher, funny enough, was saying exactly that. He was saying, you know, you've got to be patient out there, not just with your game, but in every way you approach your round. Patient in the way you walk. Walk slowly, conserve energy, take in plenty of fluids, and, and really just keep, uh, keep as much of your energy levels as high as possible. I was chatting to Brandon Stone as well uh, this morning, and, uh, and uh, you know, he was going to guard for just a few key holes this afternoon. And, and he was saying, you know, it's almost better just to, to get back to the room, stay cool, relax, and, uh, and get ready for what uh, is going to be a very long four days. Absolutely. Let's talk. You mentioned Brandon Stone. There's a very large South African contingent uh, this week as well. It's been a while since we've had a South African winner. Talk on the ground. Do we have a chance as South Africa to, to, to hold that famous trophy once again? Well, they're as determined as ever. It's been a decade, as you as you mentioned. It's been a while. And uh, the last one, Trevor Immelman in 2007. And uh, the South Africans certainly determined to, uh, to end that wind drought um, this week, Brandon Grace certainly saying uh, he believes he's got a good chance, finished third last year, and uh, is feeling really confident about his game coming in. Had a bit of a week off last week, so feeling pretty strong about uh, his chances. Louis Wersthuizen said uh, at the Champions Dinner last night, he said, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, for the South Africans, this is, this is their fifth major. And, and his words were, it's about time one of us stood up and, and took this title now. Um, so, so I think there's a, there's a definite sense that they want to win this. You know, some of the other players in the field, um, Dylan Fratelli, uh, you know, he remembers coming and watching Justin Rose here when he was 16 years old. He, he watched Justin Rose warm up and practice uh, on, on one of the practice days. Uh, Hayden Porteous playing it for the first time. Also, great memories growing up, and I think that's that's why it is so special for for the South African players. They've all watched this tournament. They've grown up watching it, idolising their heroes playing it. So, uh, so they definitely want to want to end that drought and uh, and and join them with with a win here. Yeah, absolutely. Every single one of those golfers, I'm sure those uh, South Africans that you mentioned, uh, grew up watching it either on telly or, or being live uh, at the Gary Player Country Club uh, in, in the sort of golden era of the tournament. The format's changed uh, a lot over the last couple of years. Michael, there's no longer that, that very small elite field. It's pretty much a full European tour field this weekend. Uh, how many golfers uh, have we got in town? 72-man field, uh, so yes, it, it is a, is a, a full uh, European Tour event, as you said, and, and takes another step up this year, Rolex Series events, so there's only eight of those on the tour, each one of them with a minimum of $7 million, uh, the Netbank Golf Challenge, $7.5 million, so it's one of the richest, it's, uh, it, it, it's been through many evolutions over the years since 1981, but it's always it's always stayed at the forefront of world golf. You know, by what it's done inside the ropes, and equally what what's happened outside the ropes with with the entertainment, with all sorts of things that it's brought to the game of golf. And you see so much of that happening on the European tour now. The creativity in golf at the moment to try and grab uh, you know a wider audience, a different audience. And uh, you know this tournament's been doing a lot of that over the years with a bit of a celebrity feel and that. So so yes, yeah, 72 man field this year. It's uh, a week before the season-ending DP World Tour Championship in Dubai. So a key week for a lot of players who uh, who want to uh, you know make sure that uh, they end the season off on a high. 
We've spoken about the South African contingent. There's some really good international players here, here this week as well. In your mind, who, who do we need to keep an eye on? It's, it's so tough because there's so many coming into it in, 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 in really good form. I mean, Terrell Hatton's had an October that I think he wishes he could, he could frame and, and, and just keep repeating for the rest of his life. Back-to-back victories, the Alfred Daniel Links Championship, then the Italian Open. Uh, Ross Fisher has to be a favorite. He has been knocking. He's been playing remarkable golf. He's, uh, he's had so many runners up um, to, to, to Hatton in the Alfred Daniel Links Championship. Then, then in, uh, uh, if it, I think it was last week in Turkey, runner up there as well. So, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a player that I think has got a, a great chance and he's feeling so confident as well. If it, if it kicks for him, I wouldn't be surprised. He, he's the kind of player that could win this week and next week as well. So, um, you know, Norin, uh, you know, he just strikes me as the kind of player that, that could get really comfortable here at Sun City. We've had them over the years. You know, Lee Westwood, um, you know, they've, they've, they've come up and they've, Sergio Garcia, just feel really comfortable out here. And he strikes me as that, that kind of player as well. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, obviously, top of the race to Dubai. Um, Louis Westhazen never played his best golf here, but everything about the event, the relaxed nature of it, everything about it, Really ticks all the boxes for him. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it is it, even even Corey Harrington suddenly finding some great form coming into it, and he shot 61 years several years ago, unofficial course record. So he likes this golf course. So it's you know it's anybody's guess at the moment, but there's a lot of players that, that you could put your money on. Let's talk about the facts of the golf course, Michael. It is uh, it is a toughie. Uh, if you don't find the fairways, uh, you might not find your ball, but you might also be taken by a wild animal. Uh, <laughs> it is one of those. The, the rough. What's the rough looking like? We've seen players get themselves in all sorts of trouble by missing fairways. Is it going to be a very tough test? Are the greens fast? They normally are. Uh, what, what can we expect from the course? It, it, it's going to be a tough test. The rough is not what it has been here in the past. Um, it's a it's a bit more forgiving, but um, but what you know, the two factors they're going to deal with this week: the heat that we've spoken about. You're going to have to manage yourself out there um, in terms of concentration and 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 just staying, you know, keeping those energy levels up throughout your round. And and the greens, the greens are this golf course's biggest defence. You know, it's those old clover-shaped greens that means they can really tuck the pins in some pretty tight corners uh, on the golf course. Um, so uh, and, and and those greens are small. They you know they they are small targets to hit. So 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 finding greens is going to be really really key. And then if I wanted to add a third one, I'd say strange as it may sound, the wind the wind blows and swirls in this crater here um, unbelievably. It's, you know I was walking out there yesterday and uh, and it was it was it was very windy out on the golf course. So, uh, so just getting all of those factors right. When you're coming in with some, some long irons into small greens, the wind is blowing, the sun's beating down on you, it's, uh, it's a tough test. And, uh, yeah, I suppose that's why they call it Africa's major, because, <laughs> as we know, Africa's not for sissies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Michael Flismus, as always, great to catch up. Uh, I'm sure we'll chat throughout the weekend. Uh, enjoy the golf. What time is first tee off tomorrow morning? First tee off. It's a two tee start. So first tee off at, at nine o'clock, and uh, we've got South African Dylan Fratelli off the first tee in and uh, at, at that, that tee time, and then last are going off at eleven o one. Should be a great four days of golf. Looking forward to it. Michael Flismus, as always, thanks for your time this evening, uh, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it as much as we are. I am indeed. Thank you, Brad. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and we spoke about it last night, the 2017 South African Sports Awards coming up this Sunday. Uh, it promises to be a glitzy affair at, uh, the, at the Emperor's Palace uh, in Ukuruleni, and uh, we spoke to the Sevens coach last night, Neil Powell. He's nominated for Coach of the Year, and the Sevens rugby team uh, nominated as uh, Team of the Year. One of the teams that they're up against is the South African women's cricket team, who had a stellar year. Uh, this year. We're joined by their vice-captain now, Chloe uh, Tryon. Chloe, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for, for joining me. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. It's an honour. Chloe, it's been an amazing year for, for South African women's cricket. Uh, that performance in the World Cup really put the game on the map and, and made South African public really sit up and take notice of, of women's cricket in this country. It's, it's advanced a long way this year, hasn't it? No, no, definitely. Um, I, I feel like the group of girls that we have is um, really gelling well together. I feel we played our best cricket so far, and it's been a really good year. You know, we first went to qualifiers, we had a quadrangular season, and to go to the World Cup and, and showcase our skill in front of the also Africa and the world was just a, it was a dream come true. And, and luckily, we dropped, we dropped short, but, you know, we, we won a lot of hearts, and we, we just want to play our best cricket that we can, and, and that's what we've, we've been doing. You, you talk of, of winning a lot of hearts. I think that's exactly what you what you did do as a as a team. And 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 I'm really chuffed that you you are being recognised for that. It, it was a disappointing loss in the end. Uh, you came so close, but just not getting over that final hurdle. And we've we've had tons of disappointment with the men's side. But uh, we we almost everyone believed that the the women's side had had what it takes to 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 win it. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, being being at the semi-final, especially uh, in England against England, um, was first of all a dream come true for all of us. But we knew that we 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 had we had the the guts to win that game, and unfortunately, falling short like a you could feel the, the how gutted we were, and you know that was just that was just something that we have to go through, and that's how the game is. But you know, it's such a good learning curve for us, um, and we know that in the next four years we can come back even stronger. You talk about being gutted. Someone who who took it uh, very hard was your skipper, Danae Fanikak. She's been nominated as uh, as uh, player of uh, the year in the category. So so not just one nomination for the team, but but essentially mm. two. Even though that is an individual one. Tell me a little bit about Danae. I mean, we've spoken to her a lot. She's a fantastic ambassador for the game. But what's it like to play alongside her? Yeah, no, we actually really good uh, good mates off the field. So, you know, someone that I've seen grown from strengthen after every single tour has been really good. She's a really good captain. We we feel a lot of her. Um it was just really good to be underneath her, um and to be followed by her and her set such a good example for us and you know, we we be just uh, really excited that she got nominated as well. Um she's done she's had a really good uh yeah, so far, and um, yeah, we just we hope that she can win fast. But we're really excited that um, she got nominated, and uh, we just we just hope that we can win. Your coach Hilton Murang also nominated in in Coach of the Year, which is which is also a great accolade for for Hilton. He's been mm-hmm. a great servant of South African cricket for a long, long time, and has been an integral part of of the women's setup. Yeah, no, definitely. Really uh, got along with Hilton very well. Um, really good coach. I feel like. We, we got a good understanding with not just me, but every single player in the team are uh, really comfortable with him. And he's, he's just been, he's just been going from strength to strength. And it's so, it's so good to work underneath him. And good luck to him for his nomination. 
Chloe, an award ceremony like this, I mean, obviously Cricket South Africa have their annual awards and it's, it's great to dress up and, and be recognized amongst your peers uh, in your sporting code. But, but an awards ceremony like this one, where it's across the board, all sporting codes, what does it mean, what does it mean to, to you as a, as a female cricketer in South Africa to have your team, the team that you're a massive part of, be nominated on this sort of stage? It's, it's just an amazing feeling. You know, all we've done, we just want to be recognized as a, a South African women's team. We want cricket to grow in our country and for us to go to that World Cup and do so well and then get recognized for it. Not just a Cricket South Africa Award, but a, at the SA Sports Awards. That's just a huge honor for us. And whether, whether we win or lose, we, we're just happy that we got to be part of it. And, you know, people are still recognizing us. And that's just exciting for women's cricket in South Africa. Chloe, I asked you uh, before we, we went on air was uh, if you were going to be at the awards uh, this weekend. Unfortunately, you're not. You've got uh, you've got some live cricket to, to, to play this weekend and you're not going to be able to make it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's getting into domestic cricket now. So, you know, got to get the cricket going now. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be there, but I'll definitely be following and hoping that we can, we can win. What's on the cards? You, you mentioned domestic back on now. What, what's the, the sort of program look like for you as a player and for, for the rest of the team? Oh, well, probably, obviously the girls are in different, um, the different countries will be playing um, domestic until December, January, and you'll be up again in Jan. And then really for, for India comes, India women will come for a few games um, with the men here. So we'll be playing some double headers with the, against the women, uh, with the men. So, Looking forward to next year. Um, it's a good build-up. Uh, having a lot of camps in Pretoria, so it's nice to get, get to see the girls every now and then and be training with them. Um, we're really, we're really close group, so um, really excited for the cricket ahead now. And you talk about some of the matches as well that are coming up. Uh, the, the importance of playing on the same day as your, your male counterparts and, and being able to showcase your skills to, to bigger crowds. That must be pretty exciting as well. Oh, it's, it's always exciting. Uh, playing double hitters with the men too because we see, we, we see how the men follow us as well and we love to watch them so it'll be really good especially playing a team like India we know that we can get some, some supporters in and it's always a good challenge against them so um, it's going to be fun I'm really looking forward to, to next, the new year coming in and um, yeah just want to play some good cricket well, Chloe, from all of us here at SAFM, we loved following that uh, World Cup campaign for uh, you and the rest of the team. And, and I think we were as gutted as, as you guys, even though you, you were closer to it than, than we were. So we're keeping fingers crossed. Uh, I think it's been a great year for South African women's cricket. Uh, and I think uh, not only are the nominations greatly deserved, but uh, hopefully uh, you can, can win a category or two. It will be fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. SAFM Sports Wrap. Staying with some cricket news and uh, following the disappointment of the postponement of the Global T20 League, South Africa still heavy on the players' minds. Proteas and Bizab Highfelt Lions pace bowler Buren Hendricks believes that the Ram Slam T20 challenge could be a lifeline for local players to impress. Fresh from the Proteas 2-0 KFC T20 International Series whitewash over Bangladesh, Hendricks says he's looking forward to adding all the experience gained from the national team setup to the Lions. The tournament is scheduled to start this Friday at St George's Park with the Warriors hosting the VKB Knights under the newly fitted LED floodlights. Former Cobras bowler believes that the Lions will need to execute their skills well on Sunday against the defending champions, the Multiply Titans, in order to give themselves a good chance to win the XK Derby. Yeah, it's feeling good. You know, coming from there, you always learn a lot, and the intensity is quite high over there. Hoping to bring back 
you know, some of the findings I've learned over that week and a half, back to the Lions, you know, try and keep my intensity up so that I can, you know, push other guys to follow. So, um, yeah, body's strong at the moment, um, just making sure that I maintain it all the time. Bit of a disappointment, obviously, with the postponement of uh, the global T20, but the return of, obviously, the T20 domestic competition, somewhat uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, look, obviously a big disappointment for the players. Um, changes mindsets a bit, but, you know, it's something we have to move on from. So the T20 Challenge is just another opportunity and make sure that if there's another auction, you know, they can be better recognised. And, you know, there's also honours, high honours um, with a lot of international cricket now that's coming up. Just hoping that, you know, the Lions can hit the ground running, make sure that we practice good skills, we practice with good intensity, and once the first game comes, we're ready. And talk about that first game, it doesn't get any harder than that, you know, defending champions at home. It's a nice double header as well. What a great way it would be to open the account very well against the Titans. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's, no game is easy. We know there's a lot of names that flow through the Titans side, but one thing we can do is control what we can. You know, I'm not a guy that looks at guys on paper. I like to play the play and make sure that I practice good skills and I execute good skills. And hopefully I'm banking on our boys, um, making sure that we hit good skills um, once that first game comes. Talk about the first game also with the side. A couple of lads that have come back and they're looking pretty good. A couple of left-handers also in that batting lineup, power hitting. Uh, how's the composition of your side looking from your point of view? Yeah, the balance. It's unbelievable at the moment. Um, I was surprised when I came back and saw the squad and, and seeing the guys now, a few new faces as well. So seeing them and seeing what they can do is very exciting. And, you know, we want to get there to that first game and make sure we hit the ground running and execute everything the way we want to play our game. It should be a fantastic weekend of cricket. The KwaZulu-Natal side, the Hollywood Bet Dolphins, take on the Cape Cobras in the first of two matches in that doublehead on Sunday at Supersport Park in Centurion with the title-defending Multiply Titans taking on the Bizarre Highfelt Lions in that Yuxke Derby under lights in the second encounter of the day. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, before we say goodnight this evening, uh, history was made today when three former world champions, Dingan Tubela, Leonardo Ledwaba and Jan Bergman joined forces to form the TLB Boxing Promotions Company. TLB was launched at the new Sun Arena Casino in Pretoria today. And at present were Ledwaba and Bergman. They will be staging their first tournament on the 8th of December at the Carousel Casino. Ledwaba says it was a dream come true. Sometimes things they're worth waiting for. I mean, it took us a very long time. It's almost a year now uh, since we were we've been around and so this is the only time we felt like and you can even look at how things are happening it's like the timing was correct this is exactly what we've been waiting for and so far i'm very very proud and happy to uh, for things to be in, in this kind of what can people look forward to from tlb uh tlb is based of or is made up of three three former uh, world champions and on the other hand, there's also a doctor by profession, Christian Teta, uh, uh, Joyce Kungwani, uh, our sports psychologist, and there's myself, Jan, and Zingan. So of which we are looking forward to do things in a different way, of which, I mean, we've been uh, around for some time and we, we've seen, we've been, we saw how things or how prom- other promoters were doing things. 
I'm not saying what they did was wrong, but uh, our approach is totally different to theirs. And so we're going to make sure that we put that into practice, of which, who knows, maybe that can bring a change about our sport. TLB was the brainchild of Dr. Chris Teta, who's worked for years in boxing on the medical side of things, together with Joyce Kungwane, sister of the late former Bafana Bafana and Kaiser Chiefs midfielder. And Teta has more on how the idea came about. Me and Joyce were the ones that started with the idea. We looked at the boxers' lives and then we looked at what, what happens to them after life after boxing. And then we also looked at the development and that's what got us worried. Then we decided that uh, we need to do something about this situation. It is not a secret that boxing has gone back to the, it's now a backbencher spot. It's no longer in the limelight like it used to be. And uh, we've got enough talent in the country to bring it up and bring us back our glory days. There were years where we used to have uh, three or four boxing champions, world boxing champions, and these days, Although we are still there, but we are not as proud as during those years. So we got concerned and decided, what are, how are we going to uh, remedy this situation? Nteta says with three former world champions in their stable, they're looking forward to attracting some of the top talent in the country. Then uh, Joyce Kungwane brought Ledaba, uh, who brought both Jan Bergman and, and Dingan Tabel. That is where we it all started we had a meeting and i told them what is the vision i told them what is our worries i asked them they actually bought into the idea even before they came for the first meeting so when the first meeting we started they already knew that this is what they should be concerned with or this is what they should be working it's good that you have the the point of, of bringing the three world ex world champions is that we we decided that you know we want people who are experienced. We want people who are, who've been there, who've seen it all and has done it all. Now with three world, three ex-world champions, is the best combination you can have. Also present at the announcement was Boxing South Africa Chairperson Tambira Vele and she says she'd like to see more former professional boxers taking this route. It's quite important for us because of we need to move away from a situation where every time we talk about you know, no former world champions being out and penniless uh, whilst they have something to trade in the market. I mean, they have all the belts, they have, they have all the experience um, and you find people coming into boxing who had never been in the ring, who had never been in sports at all, and making, you know, big business out of out of boxing. And and to us, for them to come in now as businessmen, it it's it's good for us because of firstly we would be empowering them, but also they would be assisting us in the development of the sports. But also over and above that is that they are our role models and we need those role models back into the system uh, for them to encourage more youngsters to come back to sport and actually to make sure that uh, even if they are not boxers, they actually come in possibly even within the same company uh, to assist either as, as, as marketers, especially young students who are coming out of universities. They can come in and assist them in other areas. So we would want to see them actually creating jobs for others whilst they actually have created jobs for themselves. SAFM Sports Wrap.
I think that's great news for South African boxing. And that's it for the show for tonight. Back again tomorrow evening at 6.30 with Dwayne DeLocker. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten. Do be in touch. Sport at safm.co.za or via social media. Just search for uh, SAFM Radio across the various platforms. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop from myself, Brad Brown, uh, and my team in Johannesburg this evening. Thanks uh, for your help. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.